0: Spock alien's motivation, do you think that it's more, um, killing Saruman or, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's killing Argon. Sargon, it's two
1: syllables. (laughs) How are you so bad at life? (laughs) Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Chelsea.
2: And I'm Abby, and you are listening to Three to Beam Up.
1: Today, we're going to be talking about season two, episode 20, Return to Tomorrow.
0: So uh, a few weeks ago, I had some uh, I had some Pepperidge Farm cookies uh, <laughs> on. <laughs> we, we keep talking. This has nothing to do with the episode. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, I got I <laughs> yes. got some more Pepperidge Farm cookies because. <laughs> I I um, it's it's named after another place, and I wanted to give you guys another shot at. Oh, we're doing what this again.
2: Are. This is stupid. Yeah, you know, I
0: just what was it? No, nope, no offense. Chelsea doesn't <laughs> like
2: it, but do <laughs> it. Let's do it anyway.
0: <laughs> I mean, no guesses. You're gonna guess Milano's again.
2: Milano, always because those
1: are the ones I remember. <laughs> That's the only one I know. Chocolate chip. Yeah, there's
0: a lot. Hmm?
2: Macadamia. Yeah, I'll, I'll
0: give it to you. It's the chocolate chip ones. Montauk's.
2: Ooh.
0: Are just chocolate chip cookies, but...
2: That's fine. I like chocolate chip cookies. I,
0: I, these have been sitting next to the computer waiting for us to podcast for like a few weeks. That's really gross. Crazy, so. what, if they're just closed, chip it's
1: fine. Oh, were they oh, yeah, closed yeah. or were they
0: open? Yeah, these are the sounds of me opening them. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> they were just cookies sitting out in the open air. That's
1: then, what
2: I thought you meant. <laughs> more and more glorious sounds for our listeners. Paul opening cookies and eating cookies. They'll be so pleased. <laughs> Nom, yeah, I mean, audio, it's
0: an audio goal. <laughs>
2: nom, nom, nom. But now, but I'm this looking. episode. Yeah, those look good. I mean, yep, they're they are. they're, they're Pepper's farm. From... They're pretty delicious. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> do you have actual things about the episode to talk about, Paul?
0: I do, but I mean, I don't know the one that leads us in. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would, mm, no, no.
1: Well, I can talk. What would you?
0: Kelsey, did us with something.
1: All right, I will talk because for once, I do not like the episode.
0: And what? I feel like
1: I am usually the one defending the episode. Am I right?
0: I was wondering how this is going to play out because let's just put this on the table. I love this episode. I this really like really this episode too.
1: <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> it is so boring oh i
2: enjoyed it so much oh uh, <laughs>
0: this, is, this is yeah
2: i am gonna just give up and go home i can't even speak to you anymore <laughs> this is always what happens it's either i swear to god chelsea you are always out by yourself on a list. <laughs> i don't like
1: this i'm gonna quit this podcast
0: what don't you like about this episode
1: it's
2: so boring it is character development you always talk about how character development is your favorite thing in the entire world no like,
1: no no, it is I not think... because there are other characters for the whole which episode, which is
2: awesome.
1: It's stupid. The only part that's awesome. character development and that's good is Grumpy Bones. Who <laughs> Bones is good. Is fantastic. Bones is, great. Bones is fantastic in this he episode. Is so good. Grumpy this is... Bones. Let's I would clarify. argue
2: that this is a Bones episode. Yeah, yeah. I agree, I and that part I argue. like. That
0: is it. Let's toss out there that like every character is in this. Like Chekhov might. No, is Chekhov's not, only... not in it. No, Chekhov's
2: not
1: yeah, it. He's the
0: only one, though, of the main cast that is isn't. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think I so. I think that's true, yeah.
2: Sulu, yeah. you Even Christine shows up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Uhura's in there for like a second. She screams. She does. But she's, she's on still there. Set, at least.
2: She's at the beginning. Yeah. She She's doing some stuff at the beginning. When, before she has, the has a line.
0: line. Mm-hmm. Oh, did. I? I missed her at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah she has a
1: line. Something about her communications being jammed. Which I hope is a bingo.
0: Stock footage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is always what she does.
0: So they they get a distress signal, right? Yeah. Um, I I, I did have some questions, right? I do like this episode, but there's there's still questions. It's oh, hundreds of, hundreds of light years past where any human ship have, has ever been. Um, I, it's just it it raises the question of in which direction, and like <laughs> they've been outside the galaxy, like
1: <laughs> several times they've been outside. the they've galaxy. They've been lots of
0: places, and it's like. <laughs> How'd they get hundreds of light years, you know, in a direction that no ship has been, like, That's I don't true. know.
1: But I like that they're so far away that a transmission to Starfleet will take three weeks, because it makes you really feel like this is a dangerous situation, like they're really isolated.
0: Yeah. That part of it did I, I had some questions later, some solutions that you could use, um, and having it be this far out kind of makes some of them not make as much sense. So I, I do think it's well used here.
1: Fair,
0: um, fair. But they get to this planet. Um, what is Spock says a whole bunch of stuff about the planet, right? Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's a dead a planet. Of, it's it's dead, but it's M class, so it, yeah, they or can it was they can go there. No, they say it's M class, and they can still be there. It's fine, but the yeah, like everything's there's no life. There's it's just well, there. I think the
0: implication was the surface was completely dead because he said the the atmosphere had been destroyed. Yeah,
1: several hundred thousand years ago. Yeah,
0: I think he might have said, yeah, yeah. I think it was hundred, yeah, maybe half a million or something.
1: But the opening is exciting with the unknown distressing null and the mysterious voice after they get to the planet. The null. the
2: mysterious and ominous voice, so ominous, and there's yeah. ominous music. There's so much ominousness happening. Yeah, it's okay. It's. The
1: openers usually are pretty attention grabbing.
0: Yeah, yeah. The I I do have like a geology science corner. <laughs> I don't think it, I I don't think I'm gonna nitpick it because it's like
1: hmm.
0: ancient alien tech essentially, right? Yeah, it so is. You, you could say because he says they're hundreds of miles below the surface. So I was like, you know, how how thick is the crust? Like, what are we talking about? Are we in the crust? Are we in the mantle? Um,
1: it's got to be you're, pretty you're, thick.
0: Well, the the crust. It turns out. So the continental crust is only about 25 miles. That's what thick. I
1: thought.
0: Yeah, at the, at the at the deepest under the ocean, that's less. Um, but so we're talking about into the mantle a, a, a bit, it's still in the lithosphere. Assuming
1: like, it's the same as Earth.
0: So Spock implied that it's very similar to Earth, okay. I guess would also be, you're right, that's the assumption too, but um, yeah, I just spent some time learning about temperatures at those depths, right? <laughs> of course right? you did. sure. it, didn't, it didn't change anything about the episode because I was like, I oh, you know. I didn't care
2: about that for one second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, go ahead.
0: No, no, that's it. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> He's done. He
1: has
2: nothing else. Oh. Good talk. Science corner with Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, it was
0: a quick science corner. It was just, you know, <laughs> Earth, Earth has layers.
2: So have layers. layers. Well, okay, so so
1: Mysterious voice, and then they decide they're going to transport down, and then Bones is extremely grumpy, and he, the first thing he does is complain that there's no breathing, which yeah. is amazing. Oh, wait,
2: before we go actually to the planet, can we talk about how there is a moment where Kirk... <laughs> Kirk says, we can't risk both of us leaving the ship. And I was like, since when? Since when, <laughs> yeah. literally yeah. always leave the ship together. There is literally <sighs> never anyone that has actual power on the ship when there's no way party <laughs> happening. And all I wanted to do was be like, who wrote this? Were they unfamiliar with Star Trek <laughs> and how this works? Were they high?
1: <laughs> it's a legitimate question it
2: it did it gave me such joy really to hear that to just be like yeah no that's what you should do you should leave at least one of you on the ship but you never do (laughs) i loved it i loved it it was great all right chelsea continue we're on the planet what's happening no
1: no we're not on the planet yet we're still with grumpy bones him just being like jim are you joking and jim just like looks at him gives him the look of death i loved it i thought it was beautiful that is the one part i liked he's so curmudgeonly
2: bones looks like looks at death to people pretty much the entire episode (laughs)
1: He is just, like, especially angry and mad.
2: Well, I'm not, okay, I don't disagree he, with Bones at all in this he episode. Kind
0: of, he's kind of playing the role that Spock usually plays. Yeah, like, he kind right? of
2: is. He is.
0: He's playing the logical one. The, the problem is that Spock is possessed, right? Mm-hmm. So Spock can't be Spock, so McCoy's being Spock, which works really well.
2: Yeah, I, I just love, actually, it's actually, I actually think it's very Bones of him to be, like, we don't know what's going on. I don't want to do the thing because we don't know what's going on. I don't want to.
1: I agree. (laughs) Which is
2: very Bones. But he is also very right in that he's like, we don't know how this is going to affect you. This could be very, very bad. And we should not do it. And he is very right. As he usually is. I sat there going, you know, I'm like, I'm usually for, and I get Spock's argument as well, the intellectual argument of, yeah, we're here to explore. Like, this is what we do. I think we should go. And I get that too, but I'm also kind of like, no, Bones is Bones has it. That he's just like, We we know nothing. We're going into this with one disembodied voice going, It'll be fine. I'll make sure it's fine. It'll be fine. Like, how do we trust them? Why is this a good idea? And I really enjoyed Bones throughout the episode, just being the voice of reason.
1: I agree.
0: The voice is very reassuring. It's a good
2: choice. I mean, yeah, it's a very, it's a very it's a, it's James Doohan.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You mean the crystal it is. ball? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, which I did not know until I was reading stuff about the episode after I watched I it. Saw and that. I was like, yeah. it's James Doohan. And then I went, "Wow.
1: That does very make cool. sense." Well, speaking of those crystal balls, this is one of those props that I loved.
0: I love
1: those light-up crystal balls. I want one in my bedroom. I want one all over my house. I wanted my lights to be those balls. I think they were just fantastic.
2: They're pretty cool. They are pretty cool. And I was really And the them. holders of the, yeah. the orbs as well were pretty rad. Yeah, I was yeah. totally into them. Yeah, the design was... I think the design of this episode in general was lovely. I really liked it. The
1: See, set. I have good things to say. The design all good. of Yeah, us. it sounds
0: like you like this episode. So
1: oh, far. no. Well, I wouldn't say it's good or that I like it, but there are good things. <laughs> You're wrong, but okay. We'll move Ugh, on. You two are the worst friends. <laughs> also, people. No offense.
0: So, we should also say um, that Diana Moldauer, again. And she's back. Uh, It shows up in the teleporter. And it's just like, oh, hey, the voice told me to go here, too. Yeah, and
2: the music swells. And you're like, yep, Kirk's going to make out with her later. This is how Mm -hmm. it's going to go. Yep. And that is
1: what happens. And that is what happens. Part of the reason I don't like this episode as much, maybe, is because compared to the last episode with her, where her character was so interesting, I just didn't think her character this episode was as interesting.
2: Well, I mean, her her Starfleet Mm -hmm. character, maybe not because we don't spend much time with her. Whereas you know, what's his faces deep, ominous voices wife the last? Cool. I, I don't They're, know. I didn't really <laughs> think she was that
1: interesting either. I thought her, I, thought she, was pretty I
2: thought she was interesting. I thought her struggle her internal struggle was interesting, where she you know she didn't want to turn to evil I and mean, she's like, but I don't want to give up this feeling. And I was like, of course you wouldn't because you've been you know a disembodied entity for a billion years. And if I got a body after being a disembodied, a couple entity, hundred thousand, whatever. I <laughs> would also not really want to give up what I was given, so I get it.
0: I well, that, it. Raises, that raises a question of whether or not they were conscious at all during this time, because it, it. I'm
1: not they sure paint, they, they paint the were. picture
0: that. Well, Sargon was. I think
2: Sargon was, think was, Sargon Sargon was, was but yeah. I'm not sure. I think that's that the picture the other they two paint. Were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So she would have not had that long of a time to think about it.
1: No. So how did he not go crazy if he's just like searching the galaxy for hundreds of thousands of years?
2: He has a very strong mind.
0: you, you know you get to watch all the yeah. Netflix you want. It's you know, true. You,
2: it's very quiet. You got a
0: supercomputer down there with all your yeah. planets, books and I would all so this be stuff. happy.
2: I would be happy as just a mind entity for 100,000 years. You know what? Cool. I can
1: honestly see that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really
1: get what you're saying there. <laughs> yeah, you, you would go crazy in about Oh, my days, gosh. I but... would want a zillion people around. Why aren't there more people to keep him company?
0: Well, there all died. program a simulation, right? Yeah. Just program a simulation that you put yourself <gasps> It'd into. It'd be like
2: something. living in the holodeck all the time. <sighs> oh, yeah. There you go. That'd be fun if there were other people there with you.
0: Or, I mean, if you're being stored in uh, basically a computer, you just slow down the processing speed so that time passes faster for you. That's
1: true too. Interesting. All those things. Did you guys understand the backstory with how they destroyed themselves? I didn't care. (laughs)
0: Super you know, superpowers, space powers.
1: Yeah. Was it like were they implying it was like some sort of nuclear disaster or
0: No, no. So Kirk said like No, Kirk was like, Oh yes we too had a time in our past where like we got nukes and then we didn't use them, and my read was that Sargon was like, uh, "Yeah, that was like a long time ago. We're talking about like adult stuff, <laughs> <laughs> um, gotcha. like super tech that you can't understand." Um, so he was saying like, "Yeah, we passed through a nuclear age and then into, um, you know, later and later, and we, so they passed through an age where they had tech that was world destroying potentially."
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and then.
0: But he also keeps making the case of like, like, back to this ancient aliens thing, where he's like, my children.
2: Oh
1: yeah, the right. colonizers of the galaxy. There are several races throughout Star Trek that claim to call have colonized the galaxy.
0: I love this one where he's like, yes, we maybe colonized your planet, and um, Dana Maldar's character is like, mm, pretty good evidence that. Humans just evolved on Earth. And he's like, Yeah, you know, I guess maybe we didn't do yours or whatever. Let's not talk about it.
2: <laughs> and Spock was like, Vulcan, though. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you, fam.
0: Yeah. He's like, Let's just do this conversation somewhere else. <laughs> We're probably not the colonizers of the world. Yeah. Um, but then he keeps going back to calling them my children. So, so. I have to keep looking at my notes. Sargon. I keep wanting to call him Saruman. um, (laughs) No, Sargon. It makes sense. Or Saruman. Wait, what's the other one. Not Saruman, but, uh... Wow, I'm blanking.
2: Sauron. Just Saruman. Which one do you want?
0: Just Sauron. Um, jumps into Kirk. is like, hey, guys. Hello. I'm a friendly (laughs) friendly old ghost that (laughs) lives in this place. Um, and he implies... So one of the questions I have later, um... I think they play kind of lo- like fast and loose with this. They switch between this like sharing bodies and swapping.
2: Yeah, that um, was very confusing as well. Yeah, I I, I thought ugh, I, I thought hate... maybe when they took I thought maybe when they shared the body it was because he knew it was going to be for a very short time just to kind of show them how it worked. And then when they kind of swapped consciousness, it was so that they could get their work done is kind of how I read it.
0: Yeah. My read was maybe that if they're sharing, they burn out faster. Yeah. You could maybe make that argument, which would then make sense that, you know, it's a short jump at the beginning. It's a short jump at the end.
1: I Um, hate taking over bodies plots. I hate these. I there's a whole bunch tend of them.
0: To as well. I think when they're done poorly, I dislike them. Um, I think this one's done pretty well, though. I
1: agree. I really don't like it.
0: I like it. I think there's a really bad one that's very similar to this in TNG. Oh, I just looked up the title. It's a first season episode. It is uh, oh, well. Lonely Among Us. If it's that's first right, season. Lonely Among Us. <laughs> yeah, and it's like such a ripoff of this, but um, it's Well, that's three... basically the
2: first season of TNG is a oh, bunch yeah, it's of TOS ripoffs.
0: <laughs> but three three people get possessed and then like the problem with that is um it was early enough in the series that you didn't know what these characters were like regularly mm-hmm. and then and then you have these other people in them and so you don't have that contrast whereas this is deep enough in the series that you know what Kirk is like you know what Spock is like um you have Dr. Plasky there and she's uh a, 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 you know just new character but Again, she doesn't have much of a character. So,
1: right. yeah. Well, after Kirk, so okay, so after Kirk is taken over and then untaken over the first time, and then he really wants to let the aliens take them over again. Doesn't that well, make he no really sense? Wants to. He gives an epic
2: Kirk speech. Yes. Epic. Well, because
0: Bones is like, I'm not going to let this happen unless I understand why it needs to happen. Like, give me right. A and reason. Kirk has
2: clearly been. Compromised in some way.
0: It f- kind of feels like it. Right? Definitely,
1: yeah. <laughs> there's no well, question.
2: Well, he because... talks about he talks about how he's like for a moment we were one, and I understood, and like there's that whole like. Yep. Right, yeah. I get that, but like clearly that's just like brain manipulation.
0: I, I think you're right, though, that Bones has a good case to shut this down. Oh, for
2: sure. I've never. Kirk makes a that.
0: speech in Bones's seat. Bones should feel like Kirk is compromised. Totally. And then Bones just kind of sits back and is like, whatever. Because
2: there's a real good like, Kirk speech. Yeah. He kind
1: of well, yeah. I mean the plot has to move forward. So the that's plot that's, has that's to move why forward, I think he so sits that's back. Happen, but, but really, he should argue that Kirk
2: should be taken on command, I think.
0: Yeah. I think that's thing. I the think place there's an argument for
2: it for sure. But I also think Bones is outnumbered because even Spock and Dr. Mulhill are both like, This sounds awesome, and like, yeah, there's a risk, but this sounds like super interesting and I want to do it. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Which also sounds compromising.
2: Well, but I don't uh, know. I think she I think, makes a good case. I think it's that. It. I think it's that end of the Kirk speech, mm-hmm. uh, where he's talking about risk, and he, you know, risk is our business. Risk is what we we're here for, and I. I think. I mean, even I was like, I started out that Kirk speech, like with Bones completely, like this is a terrible idea. You should not do this. But by the end of the Kirk speech, I'm like, yeah, you kind of have to do this. If you're true to your values and what you want out of the universe, then yeah, you do kind of have to do this to see how it goes. So I get it.
0: I forget what exactly he sets up, but I did, I wrote the note that Kirk does set up Bones argument as very much a straw man argument and then tears into it. Um, Which is
2: false. Like, he, like he, it's not. He, he misrepresents. He does. Yeah, He totally gonna, does. Yeah. It's a good speech, but he he does kind of make bones sound like an idiot. And bones is not an idiot at all. He's very right.
1: <laughs> no, poor bones. This is all this episode does is create more and more stress on bones from more and more unknown
2: variables.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Sometimes unusual. Wonder... Wonder...
0: Bone, bones is one of the heroes of this episode. It's, it's true. It's...
2: Keep that front center. But I do sometimes wonder why Bones joins Starfleet because he gets real stressed out about stuff like this all the time.
1: (laughs) He definitely does. Poor
2: Bones. Oh, but you know who I feel real bad for throughout the episode? Nurse Chapel. Poor Nurse Chapel. That woman never gets a break. (laughs) Like, ever. Ever. That's the truth. It is the worst. Like, she gets possessed, like, four times in this episode. She has to share her consciousness with Spock, which I'm like, in one way, I'm like, that's kind of nice and sweet, but also, like, it was also purely, you could tell Spock just was awkward about it. It was real, I just felt bad for Christine, a lot. Wait,
1: so I don't understand, how, once they're in possession of their bodies, how come they have their powers?
2: Because I, I, their powers are mind powers. They just need their minds space powers
1: so, so it's not unique to their brains they can do it with any brain of any no prominent. it's cuz they're
2: cuz they don't have a brain they have a consciousness so they can do it with any yeah cuz they are, like consciousness being. yes
0: i mean i'll push it back on that a doesn't little make bit sense. Um.
2: <laughs> i never said it made sense it's space powers <laughs> it doesn't i never make said sense. any of this made sense i just said that i liked it <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what are their powers let's toss that out there they
2: can cause pain
0: like, yeah they could turn on like uh, yeah. fire jets they on, can like, manipulate
1: I, others with i their would mons. like
2: i would like to make the argument that it's the phoenix force mm. i don't know what that is <laughs> it's from x-men <laughs> uh, i would i would like to make that argument that perhaps they are the phoenix force
1: wait so pain and manipulation what else then abby
2: um
0: they're just wicked smart and then loud voice loud voice in a distance
2: yeah yeah echoey voice echoey voice voice.
0: boy okay quick aside when she's (laughs) talking to mccoy and she's like you could just let me have this body and nobody will know it's like look you have an echoey voice like they're gonna know
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay so at first i did not like that effect but as the episode progressed i actually really did like it
1: yeah, I liked it. One. I thought it was cool the
2: whole time. Yeah, I, at first I was like, "This could get real old real fast." And then as the episode went, on, I'm like, "No, actually, I like this. is lovely." <laughs> I had mixed feelings. It's fine.
1: It was very Star Trek. Yes. So very TOS. So
0: after this, after this meeting, they get they get the aliens in them. So I, I think you know we dwelled on the beginning of the episode yes, a lot. <laughs> um, but then they have the aliens in them, right? So you got Kirk alien, uh, Doctor Pulaski alien, Spock alien. Sure. And they start building these bodies. So a question I had is so if they could build these robots with Enterprise Tech in like a few days, why didn't they just build some of these instead of the crystal balls they were held in on the planet?
2: Yeah, I was wondering that too. Not a clue. There is no answer okay. to that.
0: No answer. Right? Digging a little deep on that.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know. Because also, plot. is the
0: Spock is the Spock alien doing anything? Or is he just like Standing cross-legged in Yeah, because they said <laughs> that they
1: selected like the most valuable minds of their time. But I then, mean, he, like, <laughs> he makes
2: that he makes that potion for for him and for what's her face. Oh yeah, Ladies
0: I guess he does A. that. He does do
1: the same. Right. Okay, so he's I like think... the most brilliant medical mind. Yeah, I think. Well, they said that he was
0: this. an enemy. That he was an enemy agent. That they tried to preserve, not just the side of the war that right. Saruman yeah. was on.
1: Oh. I must have missed that. Uh, yeah, he they yeah, did so say that. Yeah, so that, like,
0: he was from the opposing side. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, so enemy alien is totally still your enemy. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Like...
1: Yeah, it seems is... weird they would have chosen to bring him back.
0: Yeah, well, this is this kind of goes to this, like, Sargon's um, kind-heartedness. Yeah. Uh, that that like, he really sells throughout the whole episode of, like, he... And maybe it's that he's had that long period of time alone to... You know, get over, get over the war that destroyed their planet. Yeah, but yeah, he's he comes across almost as uh, naive.
2: I don't know that it's naivete. I I think he's just that like. I think he's that kind, really. Yeah, maybe it's
0: just kindness. I I think it it really, I
2: think, and he's not surprised when it happened. Like, he's not even mad or surprised. He's like, yeah, this was a possibility and I kind of planned for it. Like, I mean, he wasn't shocked by any stretch of the imagination or even upset. Like, he's just like, "Eh, yeah, this could have happened and here's what we're going to do to fix it. It's fine. So, I mean, he's, he's completely willing, when it doesn't work out, to, you know, go into oblivion. He's like, you know what? It's fine. We're, we're just yep. going to not do this, and it's okay. And we had a good run, and we're out.
0: Yeah, he's very much at peace.
2: Yeah, for sure. And yeah. eventually, um, Lady Sargon is as well.
1: Yeah, wherever they are,
2: the great oblivion.
1: beyond. <laughs> oblivion, but somehow they can communicate.
2: Whatever. They, they got giving. to share one really smoke and kiss at the end there, so it's fine. Which I hope we're going to count as Kirk making
0: out. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it, but we'll talk about it. We will oh.
2: talk about it. Are you uh, leaving?
0: kidding Should we just talk me? about it now? <laughs> yes. Right, let's just talk about it now, right? He makes so out. Kirk...
1: That is a Kirk kiss. They're making out.
0: No, so I think, I think this episode really highlights the argument we've been having in the last few. It's not William Shatner makes out. It's Kirk makes out. And Kirk is not in William Shatner's body when he's making out any of these times.
1: It's how you interpret Kirk. It's his personality or his body. And I say it's his body. So therefore, <laughs> there, he's making
0: out. I, and I think it's it's Kirk is not. It, so Kirk's, what was it? Kirk's brother? That's just William Shatner with a mustache? <laughs> Right? Does that count? Is that a Kirk makeout? No, because make that's Kirk's
1: brother who looks obviously completely different from him. <laughs> oh, man, he was
0: so identical.
1: No, they are not even remotely the same. <laughs> that yeah, winning mustache here, aside.
0: Yeah, the idea here—like, I, I think that there is this um, trope of Kirk making out, but it's, it's interesting to start counting all the times where it isn't Kirk doing it, or it isn't under his volition, like, or it isn't under someone else's volition. Like, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting as we keep moving on. But that's where I stand on this one. If it, if it's on the bingo card, <laughs> I
2: think
0: he makes. We'll that find
2: one. out later, won't we? Mm, I hope so.
0: Speaking of kissing, though, um, there is a line. Uh, it's um, Doctor Pulaski, alien.
2: <laughs> Doctor,
1: um, Mul- like, can, Mul- can we just call Anne her by Mul- her name? Hull. It's Anne Mulhall. Yes, yeah, it's her name in this. Astrobiologist, Doctor Anne Mulhall.
2: Astrobiologist. <laughs> yeah, and Anne actually, Pulaski. interestingly. She is a, um, Dr. Mulhall is a lieutenant commander and she is the highest ranking female officer ever shown in TOS.
1: Which I really? like. Yep.
2: True story.
1: And she's a doctor. Yep. Let's not forget
2: that. It's true.
0: How, how old is she? 20
2: probably <laughs> she's 21 maybe maybe 19
0: <laughs> 19 age of
2: my baby
1: undergrads
0: <laughs> we but there's a conversation they have and i forget who says all the lines I, I think it's her um but they keep saying all these lines of like what what can you do with like the android body and stuff and all of the lines all kind of sound like titles of philip k dick short stories <laughs> it's like i wrote one down i like can you kiss with android lips? Right. Is essentially <laughs> something she said. And like if if I had toss that to you, like, oh, have you guys read that Philip K. Dick short story, Can You Kiss with Android Lips? I you don't might be like, you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds about right. <laughs> but that there's a there's a speech that they have that is full of those, so I thought that was yeah. interesting. There's a do, lot of speeches uh, in
2: this one. There was. This was a very heavily melodramatic episode, which I'm not against in any way, shape, or form, but it definitely felt very like melodrama-y which was kind of fun and I liked it. Um, And I don't know where I was going with that. I actually had something to say and I don't know what it was.
0: (laughs) Do you think that do you think that Spock Spock Alien Spock Alien's motivation do you think that it's more um, killing Saruman or Sargon killing Argon Sargon it's two
1: (laughs) syllables how are you so bad at life? (laughs) because
0: it doesn't
2: killing.
1: matter it does <laughs> get their names right killing
0: killing sargon um or uh is it getting a human body or a vulcan body
2: i think it's case? getting a body i don't think he has really anything against sargon particularly i think it is oh. more that he knows sargon won't let him keep the body that he has currently well there's a third it.
1: motive he wants the girl
2: i don't know that he does I don't know that that's true. I think it's more it's of a, a like if I could get her, awesome. If not, whatever. Like I, I really do think it's it's pur- purely selfish. I think he just wants a body. I don't think he cares anything about either Sar- Sargon or Lady Sargon. I don't think he has any opinions because as soon as he wakes up in Spock's body, he sees Nurse Chapel and he's like, "Damn, girl." <laughs> like, <laughs> that is true. He doesn't care. Like I don't think he's I don't think he has designs on Sargon's wife. I don't think he really has anything in it other than he just wants to be, have a body again.
0: I guess it's a good question. Did they have any personal connection before they got tossed into those balls?
2: Yeah, that was right. unclear.
0: That was very unclear. But well, I mean, they were enemies. Given, yeah, given how few of those there were, why you'd would think they that all of would have to enemy, know each
2: other? Yeah. Well, because I think I it's it. a, I get it. I think it's, I th- oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it, it's um, they were they were having kind of a civil war on the planet, and they all kind of realized like we've destroyed ourselves. And at the end, they were like, well, we're gonna save you know people from both sides because this is all of our fault. So, I think that's why, personally, maybe.
0: But I mean, if you look at it super cynically, you could say you're spreading the survivor's guilt around. Yeah,
2: that too. I mean, if yeah, if you do look at it cynically, you can be like, well, the only way they agreed to even save anybody was if both sides got something. So, I mean,
0: either oh, ooh, way. That's a good way, too, that it was part of, like, a truce Yeah, a part of a treaty,
2: part of a truce. Like, I would okay, believe either I of those things. Okay, I could buy that a little
1: more.
0: So, they, they have these bodies, and it's another one of these episodes. I forget what earlier episode... Um, this played out, boy, I wish I'd just looked back, um, where they sort of toss out their like, well, nobody in the universe would want you to just like take over their bodies. Um, but it seems like they could probably find some people or, you know, they could find some red shirts that have just been <laughs> hit with a fatal blast and then like put them in them and let them heal them or something and I'd be like, well, I guess his body's yours because you fixed it. Like, you know, if you're willing to toss around some red shirts, there's potentially ways out of this.
1: Potentially. Or if you tossed
0: out a, if you tossed out a call for people that wouldn't mind having a, a super old alien intelligence in their mind, like people would probably answer that too.
2: Potentially, yeah. I probably would. If I'm honest.
1: Abby, you say some disturbing
2: things. <laughs> <laughs> It would be cool, like have all that knowledge, like that would be amazing. I would enjoy that.
1: We have very different.
2: Yes, we do. Lives. We're Chelsea. If you haven't noticed by now that we are very different people, you either have not been paying attention, or maybe we're not as close as you think we are.
1: <laughs> no, we're the closest. <laughs> we're so close. I can see you.
2: Yeah. Anyway, well, that got weird. Anyway, so about the, the about the music and the episode, because <laughs> I want to talk about it because I noticed yeah. it many times, and I, I and it was partially because I think this is like I said before a much more melodramatic episode than than kind of usual. But I looked it up, and as I was reading things about the episode, the music I think I noticed it more because it wasn't. Um, a sc- it was a newer score for the episode and they didn't reuse pieces of it as much throughout the rest of tos as other scores mm-hmm. have been used yep. so i think that's kind of why the music kind of hit me so much as i was watching because yeah, it's, it's different romantic music it's very di- it's mm-hmm. different throughout like all of the music they only reuse some of it um past this. And they, you know, they they wrote a lot of it for this episode. So and they didn't reuse it as much.
1: And yet it's fascinating because it's still like very similar genre conventions. Oh,
2: yeah, it's it's very, very similar stylistically. It's just it's different music well, like the romantic music Noticeably. you can still tell it's the romantic music. oh god yes i mean the and first the time dr music. malhill shows up it's like exactly. sweeping sweeping and you're like yep kirk's gonna make out with that yep uh-huh. that's gonna happen
0: <laughs> in the conference room they have the same filter thing that i talked about a few episodes ago where they like went around the table like single shots on each face and then when they got to her it's like super soft focus and then <laughs> i think Spock was next, and it's like super contrasting. Well,
2: that's that's just how they film women in TOS. Is they just use yeah, the yeah. soft focus lens?
0: It's in those like boardroom scenes yeah, where they where cut face shot noticeable. to face shot. Yeah, or it's, just it's super super, super Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Ugh. God forbid a woman look like a person when you film her.
1: Mm. I have always thought that.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Uh.
0: So this this trope. <laughs> i think I, I think one of the things I like about this episode is this bigger trope that is um both the the sort of last vestiges of an ancient civilization but also the last vestiges of an ancient civilization's conflict um which also um there's a lot of episodes i'm I'm thinking of um uh let this be be your last battlefield mm-hmm. um it's another good one, but I think I really like that trope of you 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 bring back people you give them a chance to like do things or, or bring back through civilization or anything like that and then this conflict potentially comes back and re itself again it it's a question of if the motivation is the war still or just getting a body which is why i said earlier but
1: i prefer it when it's done better so I'm thinking, <laughs> you know the TNG episode where Picard lives a whole life and he becomes yes. that like flute player. Yeah,
0: the inner light. The so inner good. light.
1: Like the, that. the singular, <laughs>
0: maybe the singular best episode. Star Trek episode of, ever. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll yeah. compare it to. We'll compare it to that.
1: <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> but it's a similar. It's sort of a similar plot.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: No parts of it are similar.
0: The, it, it, it's a, that, re-manifestation
1: yes. this, like, a re-manifestation
0: vast, of this like, of a civilization. Extinct
1: civilization. Sure. And it's just so much better done. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful work of art.
0: Yeah, again, it's maybe the singular <laughs> best episode of any Trek series.
2: Ever it made. It's I agree. Two. Even I agree with that in TOS is my favorite. I I don't know. I I still really like this episode. I like the themes. I like how... The ending is a little bittersweet, but also the only ending that could have happened. Like I, I do, I, I kind of wish that um, evil alien had either kind of come to an epiphany, and I think I think that would have been kind of more interesting than just like destroy. I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I
0: think I am, I'm with Chelsea that there is a sort of. Um uh, you know, you have to close this this loop that you can't just leave these three out in the universe. Um, so you could say prime directive, we can't leave these out in the universe. So you could say, well, the plot will fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and and the plot then sort of has to fix it. That like these, these three beings can't just be allowed to wander um, or you're going to have to ask, well, what are they doing in a hundred years? Um, hmm. So I, I agree with you, Abby, that this is about the only ending you could get. And if there was some sort of revelation from evil Spock, then it makes the ending where they all just sort of dissolve into nothingness harder to put together.
2: Yeah. I think it would have been a much different episode if, that had, if it had been more of a redemption arc. But I don't know. I still really like this episode. I enjoy
0: it.
1: Mm, i yeah, if it, it was
0: a C. Re- C plus. If it was a redemption arc, he'd have to die saving them. Yeah. But then they'd, they'd, still, have but they'd still have to die. they'd still have to die, yeah.
2: It's and very... then he would also die. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's hard to, that's harder to write. It's
2: much harder. I'm just saying. I would enjoy that.
1: <laughs> mm, you do like that.
2: I do.
0: And see, I think I like the idea of... Uh, I, So we talk about some of these as character episodes. I, I think one of the things that is nice about this one is sometimes those situations where characters don't grow and don't change. That, like, this is someone... Who doesn't have a redemption arc? He's just a static character who is is bad and tries to kill some people, and then like is trying to continue to do bad things, and then is killed for it. Um, that not everyone has to have an arc. Yeah, and his arc is, you know, that's
2: very fair. Static. I I see that side as well. I still like this episode. I'm I don't just... know.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying I like that. I'm saying that's a good part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think you're right, too, that there's a lot of these episodes where, like, people get taken over. And I think I'll go out and say that this is maybe one of the best, if not the best of those. Discounting discounting mm-hmm. that the Picard Inner Light one is maybe a different category. I,
2: that is def- that's its own category off on its own branch of the tree, far, far above everything else. Yes, yes. It's a beautiful piece <laughs> of art. We can all learn for it. <laughs>
0: But if you compare this to like "Lonely Among Us," that that episode I talked about in first season TNG, like this is much better than that. I
1: don't remember Uh, that
0: one. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird episode. So we talked about powers, but um, so evil evil Spock. uh, We talked about that. You know, they can do all these different things. I I get the feeling that if we were to put evil Spock on our list, (laughs)
1: um, is he the villain?
0: Yeah, I think I would, he would, I would, mean, I any any villain. one of them. I, I think Evil Spock is okay, the villain. So yeah, I Ebo think so Spock's
1: going to be the villain. Yeah.
0: Um, that he's up there in that group with Mitchell, Apollo, and Parman, right? Yeah,
2: that, kinda, like, I would agree with that. We don't that he's see him much the, of his like, power, but yeah. Oh, I think, oh, I think he's less than
1: Apollo, for sure.
0: Yeah, like, it's an interesting one of, like, there are weird, they are space powers, right? These are the people yeah, that kind of just have, space like, space powers. Space powers. <laughs> Um, I, I'm starting to see, like, groupings happen. <laughs> um, and <laughs> this grouping is, like, people with space powers, but, like, regular people, su- you know, superhumans, essentially. Yeah. Um, But not, like, we have these other, like, alien powers and, like, psychotropics, like <laughs> the vampire <laughs> cloud and the <laughs> SETI-3 plants, the SMAE Sabinas. And then we have, like, regular humans, like Kirk 2 and Gideon. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think he's up there in that top with... I mean he could definitely beat Parman, right?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think that might be the case. At least on par with, but I think he could I think he could beat him.
0: Well, I mean Parman like just gets a cut and then infection is And then he dies.
1: Know, so yeah. Almost he would have died.
0: Yeah. But yeah, the question of Apollo.
1: I don't Cuz they're both No. I think no. They're both painting
0: this picture of like ancient aliens, but I think Apollo sells it better.
1: Yeah, I think Apollo's stronger than... Apollo Like captures the Enterprise and almost crushes it and stuff.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I think I think that's where he sits. He's he's below Apollo. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm cool I'd, I'd with that. I take that.
0: They can make their voice really loud. Maybe they just don't grab Ooh. the Enterprise because they're the I'd honestly... Troops.
1: I'd like to see him versus Parmen. I think that'd be interesting. Because their powers are actually really similar with the... Uh, the sorts of yeah, mind control, sorts of things
0: they control. can do. Parman couldn't just turn on fire jets, though. It's true. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's Mitchell that is yet. Mitchell's only getting stronger. Parman. Parman,
1: yeah. but so... Parman's just left there. They're just left there on that planet.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's yeah. Sometimes they tie up these loose ends. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: yeah. Parman is not tied up.
2: They're still out there. Hopefully Alexander's keeping them under control.
1: No, they took Alexander.
2: Oh, that's right. I Does no one pay him. attention except me? I don't I just don't remember anything. We watch a lot mm. of these, okay? And I also watch other stuff. And I that's read other stuff. Stupid. Too.
1: <laughs> Only watch TOS. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway.
0: Well, shall we uh bingo? Yeah,
1: let's bingo. We can bingo, yeah. Kirk okay. makes out with someone. I think we can all agree on that.
2: All right. Well, this is <laughs> this is one of my questions: is both both Kirk making out with someone and Spock showing emotions because their bodies do do those things. However, is it them doing it? Not really. So I always Chelsea, vote we, yes
0: on both. Chelsea, we also have to guess if we got bingo or not. It's true. Um,
2: but the clarifiers need to be addressed. So
0: yes, <laughs> I think should, I think
2: we did not get bingo.
0: I'll, I'll go yes, then, that we did.
1: And I think that Spock does show emotion. Remember on Spore's planet, he showed
2: emotion then. Well, but that was Spock. Yeah, but it was still Spock. That's, that was his actual emotions. They were just amplified.
0: Yeah. Spock has emotions yeah. that can be shown. They just, like, if Spock started drinking a whole bunch of McCoy's alcohol, he'd probably show emotion. Yeah. Same <laughs> as Spore planet. Spock,
1: I want to see that. Vulcans if have Spock's, emotions. <laughs> they just suppress them. Yeah, no, no, no. I know.
0: Right, in, in the classic episode, Spock's brain, are we going to say that that Spock's brain is in All right, in well, what jar? did we
1: say in the Parman episodes, Plato's stepchildren, when he's being forced to show emotions and they're not his emotions?
0: I think we said no, but I think there was another part of the episode where he showed, like,
1: he, disdain yeah, or something. He did. Well, well they're really sure he... we said yes. Oh, yeah, he got really angry. He that got really, question. really
2: angry and had to control okay, himself, right, so right, he right.
1: D-
0: yeah, he yeah, did
2: actually... Yeah. Right.
0: So we didn't have to, we punted on yeah, that Yeah, we one. did. Um,
1: so I say I had to interpret this as you get to see, like, Spock, like, Leonard Nimoy showing emotion. Like, what's interesting about it is that Spock's body is showing emotion.
0: I think that's the difference. So I think you're saying, on both of these, yeah, that William William Shatner is making out with someone and that Leonard Nimoy is acting. Uh <laughs> it, it, Outside of the Spock role.
1: Well, I think um, that's the whole point of what makes it interesting. Like, if that character had taken over a different person that wasn't Spock, they wouldn't have been nearly as interesting to watch. What was interesting about it is that it's Spock smiling. It's Spock, uh, like, uh, flirting. It's Spock doing but it's all not, these different
2: though. things. Well, it's... It's,
0: it's Leonard Nimoy. It. It's Leonard
2: Nimoy doing it. It's not Spock doing it. I kind of... Because I, I had these questions. Because I... Uh, I I could almost agree with, with Kirk making out with someone, because at the very end of the episode, when the entities leave their bodies, I think they're still, like, kissing. I would argue Spock does not show emotion, but Kirk does make out with somebody. I vote yes to both.
0: And I say no to both, so.
2: So, so Kirk does make out,
1: but Spock does not show emotion.
2: Okay. Let's,
1: that's fine with
2: me. Um. I also, my other clarifier, so Bones says he's dead, but Jim is dead, so he can't say he's dead Jim, (laughs) so So does it
0: count? It
2: counts. That absolutely counts, because it's clearly just a fill-in.
1: Yeah,
0: that counts. Okay, okay. It's
1: clearly just a fill-in for the the classic line.
2: Okay. Because I I was kind of laughing as this is happening, because Bones is like, he's dead. I'm like, Jim, except Jim's dead! (laughs) Oh, classic bones. Oh, so good. So good. That oh, okay. Okay. Kelly. okay, those are my only clarifiers. So, drum roll. <laughs>
1: um,
2: we did not get bingo. We weren't that far away. We were like two spots away from bingo. What did we need? Uh, we needed a Phaser's on stun or yeah. a kling, or some Klingons and Romulans. No, no. Well, they never um,
0: they- didn't have any phasers at all no they oh. didn't. well
2: they did um bones pointed a phaser at jim when he was possessed oh, yeah. first, so that did happen But oh yeah and then
1: spock's like what are you gonna do dude pull the trigger
2: yeah mm-hmm. but i have never been so sad that space powers wasn't a square <laughs> this week <laughs> it wasn't a square it was real sad but yeah so kirk makes out with someone nurse chapel's there he's dead there's a kirk speech there's an epic kirk speech oh that's a good one yeah uh, Spock is fascinating. Ancient history is referenced, and there's a recurring actor in the same role, different same or different role, which you know, um, Doctor Pulaski shows up. So, yeah. again in the second episode, I still I still can't believe we got these two episodes yeah, in great. a row. That was super cool. <laughs> was I,
1: I did best. like that a lot.
2: That was the best. I loved it. But yeah, so no no bingo this week, sadly. Sadly, sadly. no bingo. Well, but fun as always for me. So...
0: <laughs> Shall we get the hat? The
2: real hat. Yeah, that totally real hat. Oh, it's, it's a
1: top hat. I see it. it has yeah, the, the it's Star, Star Trek real. emblems on
2: it. I mean, there are Star Trek emblems on my Ziploc bag, but yeah. <gasps> <laughs> you slore. <laughs> All right, let's see what we're gonna watch. What is it? It is season one, episode fifteen. Shore leave. The past three months has left the crew of the Enterprise exhausted and in desperate need of a break. But does this explain McCoy's encounter with a human-sized white rabbit? Or Kirk crossing <laughs> paths with the prankster who plagued his days at Starfleet Academy? I don't know, but we'll find out next time! This is time. a great one! This is one of the
1: ones where Bones dies.
0: Spoiler! <laughs>
2: You can edit it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one's if I remember correctly, completely insane. So it doesn't it make be... <laughs> any sense. I love it. This
1: is a great episode.
2: This should be a fun one. So, All yeah. right. So yeah, next time we're doing shore leave. Uh don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at Beam3 and on Instagram at three to beam up and follow our Facebook page, three to beam up, and you can say hi to us there and leave comments and say questions that you have or whatever, and we'll see you next time.